Uniqueness is your superpower. After a successful but unfulfilling career in tech, I set off to uncover what makes people successful and satisfied. I discovered the systems of astrology and human design, studied and applied them for years, and exchanged my nine to five for the entrepreneur's adventure. Now I share insight from the cosmic cutting edge. This podcast is for ambitious people ready to use their unique genius to create wealth, positive impact, and personal fulfillment. We'll talk personal branding, business, and leadership. Time to be courageous and seen. Let's reach for the stars. Welcome back to the Cosmic Queen podcast. I am so excited because today in our studio, we have a very special guest with us. We have Nicola Stigman. Welcome, Nicola. Thank you so much for having me here, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. This is going to be so, so fun. And I just think that today is going to be a very juicy episode. If you are listening, it is called The Good, The Bad, The Confusing, An Insider's Guide to Astrology Readings. And this is just a rich, rich topic. We are actually going to give you not one, but two episodes um, around this topic of astrology readings. Today, we're going to dive into things from the perspective of you, the client, you know, the person who is purchasing the reading, the person that's experiencing the reading. And uh, what are the things that you need to think about, you know, before you book and during your experience as well to make sure that you have truly the best experience possible. And then in our second episode, which we're going to do soon, is going to be all about from the perspective of the reader and how you can make your readings really just sing and really powerful and potent and supportive for your clients. So Nicola and I have done a bit of preparation. I'm so excited. We have like 11 questions and maybe we'll have a few questions that we'll add in here and there, but we've got 11 questions. We're going to go back and forth and talk about them. But first, let me introduce you to who the fabulous Nicola is. So Nicola is a radiance coach and cosmic guide. Her work is about guiding women to step into their radiance. She uses the systems of astrology and human design as portals for self-discovery to help her clients align to their their unique frequency. Also that they can love their life and feel nourished in body, mind, and soul. And Nicola is also a reader for Cosmic Queen. So if you come to us and you're like, I am just so ready to learn about myself, learn about what is in the stars for me, you will book a reading with Nicola, whether it be astrology or human design or both, which is my preference. Do both. (laughs) They're both amazing. Um, Nicola and I worked together previously and she has developed an incredible business and become such an incredible reader. Her readings are truly life-changing and you are lucky if you get a chance to experience her magic. So I'm so excited, Nicola, for you to be here. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Rachel. That is such a beautiful introduction. And yes, you're an incredible reader too. And I think you did one of my first ever readings. So yes, did I I it was a combo, right? Astrology and human Mm -hmm. design. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you, you're 
appetite was whetted and then you studied, right? You studied human design and astrology with me and Cosmic Queen. And I just remember like watching your readings and just being like, this one is so gifted and this one is so talented. Some people come to the system and it's like, you can pick up little things. But I think that what's really unique about the way that I teach and also how you read is the synthesis. It's like bringing everything together. It's not just about sun, moon, rising, midheaven. It's about the dance of all the planets and the signs. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's get into it because this is this is a really cool, I think, conversation. A lot of times people talk about, you know, okay, how do we use the astrology in our lives? But what about how do we even take in the information? How are we going to experience a reading? Um, so let's go back and forth through the questions. Do you want to ask me our first question? Yeah, so the first question is for you, Rachel. So <laughs> what horror stories have you heard about reading? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, (laughs) so many. I have heard so many horror stories and I don't know if this is a normal thing like for readers and, you know, because um, prior to Nicola coming on board the team, I did a lot of readings myself. So I did astrology and human design readings for clients and also um, uh, I incorporate it into my coaching as well, of course, and my masterminds and programs, etc. And so I hear a lot of horror stories the one of the ones that pissed me off the most <laughs> was one of my dear clients um who came to me and wanted to work on her love life and she was really interested in calling in a soulmate and when we first met you know she immediately told me well i had an astrology reading and they told me that i would always have major difficulty in love i probably wouldn't find lasting love and uh, marriage was not for me let me just tell you how that enraged my soul (laughs) like ridiculous absolutely ridiculous. There's going to be a little swearing on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Complete bullshit. Okay. So I couldn't believe that she said that. And I was like, let me see your, where, what, what is going on? Where was this in the chart? Um, And it turns out that she has her moon and a couple of other planets in the 12th house. And so this astrologer decided to go with the doom and gloom at... (laughs) perspective and say, oh, well, 12th house, that just means you're doomed. That just means you're always gonna, you know, feel trapped and always have all these issues. And, uh, and that's, you know, like a very, very, very narrow and dare I say inexperienced reading of the 12th house. And, um, we turned that one right around and, and I explained the shadow side and also the high expression. So, uh, you know, in my work, I talk about the low and the high expression of, the houses of the signs of the planets, we have to look at the full spectrum. It's never all doom and gloom. And I'm happy to report that she is now, after three months of working with me, she is ha- she was happily in a relationship, found her soulmate, found the love of her life, and just got married uh, in beautiful Italy recently. And they are just like so in love and so happy. So I mean, yeah, 
screw that, <laughs> that reading. <laughs> so that's one example. There's another example um, really quick that I'll share of another client who's actually looking for love. I think these ones just really get to me because it's such a deeply personal and deeply uh, you know, sensitive area when you're working with people around love who want to find their partner, you know, and oh, it just, it gets me going, you know, how there are some people who are so reckless with the way that they interpret astrology and just, you know, purely wrong uh, with the way that they interpret astrology. And so she got a reading from a very prominent astrologer, actually, who um, she found via a podcast, uh, who was recommended by a celebrity. And this person interpreted her Venus in the seventh house in Aries as meaning that she would not have a relationship and would never find love. And I was like, first of all, you have Venus in the seventh house? This is like a huge theme in your life. Love is so important. It is such a major aspect of your path. And then to be told by someone that you can't have it, I think is absolutely ridiculous. And so she is on her journey and dating and working on that as well. So I just, those are a couple, those are the ones that always spring to mind, but I've heard many, many, many uh, with human design as well of people being told that they can't do something or that, that what they dream is not for them. And, and, uh, and it just, you know, this is why I do what I do. This is why we do what we do. We are here to provide empowering astrology and human design, because truly there is nothing in your chart that says you can't have what you dream of. I mean, I totally agree. If I always think if you're dreaming it, it's meant for you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, why would, I just don't believe that the universe is against us like that. You know, that's just not my worldview and it's not how I've seen the world to be, you know, with all of my clients. Like my clients have been through a lot of stuff. I've been through a lot of stuff, a lot of real life, you know, difficulty, trauma, etc. And I do not believe that the universe is against us. I believe that it gives us the tools that we need to get what we want. Um, and that interpreting the doom and gloom only, it does not serve us. I agree 100%. Next question. All right. So this is for you, Nicola. What if my chart is bad in quotes? Am I doomed forever? So <laughs> this is one we get a lot. Perfect question to follow. Yeah, this story. is perfect. So first of all, there is no such thing as a bad chart. Woo! Yes. <laughs> that is just fact. <laughs> yep. Facts. You heard it here. Uh, yeah. So anybody who is interpreting things as doom and gloom they are misinterpreting mm -hmm. uh the charts yeah. so what the chart does is it reflects certain parts you know what parts of our life might flow easier than others and you know with our lived experience we are usually aware of this on some level like where we're experiencing challenge where are things effortlessly flowing so when we are getting an understanding of our chart like what this the beauty of this is can give us so much clarity on our strengths on our challenges it's almost like validating the things that we know about ourselves um it's this very profound way of you getting to know yourself which is what i really love about this especially i think it often happens with people is that you might lose yourself in mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. at some point this is very normal i felt like this happened to me this is what brought me to astrology is like Same. I was just looking for a way back 
a way back in to getting to know myself again. And, you know, exploring your chart, it's, it's about, you know, developing and creating self-awareness so that we can play to our strengths, so we can work with our challenges, and so we can also navigate life with more self-compassion. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. this is really important. We can be so, so hard on ourselves. We can, you know, have these perfectionist tendencies and, yeah, these extreme pressures that we place on ourselves as ambitious women who Mm -hmm. want to create amazing lives. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, the truth is that we all have this amazing potential for growth, uh, for transformation, for self-realization. And I really believe that every aspect, every placement, every configuration in the birth chart it's there as an opportunity opportunity for us to learn and evolve. Mm. Um, you know, when we have so-called difficult aspects, these are opportunities for our soul growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are here to give us maybe experiences for our development. Um, I think there's a lot of beauty in that. Um, and I've also found, I don't know about you, Rachel, but I think when you're working with the more challenging aspects in a chart, there's a lot of, um, it's almost those things that create this inner drive mm-hmm. that create this energy for change yes. and movement that can push or pull and drive us forward and that can help us make things happen. Whereas these more comfortable aspects in the job, Trines. <laughs> they're nice, um, but they're not necessarily going to generate the kind of movement that can sometimes really help us move along. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, I fully agree with you there. I think it is. Yeah, whenever I see a lot of tension in someone's chart, like I love reading the red aspects. Like when you're in general, when you're looking at a software and you see red lines, you know, those are the ones that people are afraid of. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, ooh, yes. Like, because I know that's where the creativity is going to come in. That's where, yeah, the growth is. That's where like the magic happens. And I think that's where we can really start to get to know ourselves because sometimes we have these opposing, these this duality, this, complexity and we're like how can x possibly sit with y but this is being a human yeah yeah exactly like we love uh contrast we love um you know oh i can't think of the word right now but when two opposites are true at the same time like (laughs) oh my god and and also that whole opposites attract yes this is what creates that magnetism Mm -hmm. and like Yes, it's hot. It's hot. Exactly. Exactly. Don't like deny the side of yourself. Exactly. Such a good one. Rachel, have you gotten readings before yourself? And what was your experience? Yes. Okay. I love this. So I was... I love this question because uh, no one usually asks me. That's why I like that we're doing this because usually people don't necessarily ask us this, but they wonder. And so, yeah, I actually have never had an astrology reading. So if I really, I had to think about it. I was like, wait, no, I've never had an astrology reading. I've had astrologers look at my chart and we chat about it as peers, right? And so we'll like dissect things. And I mean, I could do that, you know, all day to the cows come home. That's so fun. Um, But I have had a human design readings so my human design readings 
um, were completely life-changing. The first one I, I got from an amazing guy named Tim, second one from with Jess Fields herself, my human design teacher and mentor. I know, so good. So both of my readings were incredibly positive experiences. The first reading I had was when I had just started dabbling in human design. So it was pretty new. And actually, I've been wanting to go back and watch it. So maybe I'll try and do that this week. Uh, just to watch, you know, baby Rachel find out about all this. <laughs> All this, all this that was going to become her future. Um, but it, I felt so seen. And in my human design reading, there were these really, it was like taking a, like these layers off of this onion of kind of protection that I had and trying to be respected and professional and successful in life according to a corporate model. You know, at the time I got this reading, I was still in my corporate job. I hadn't left. I hadn't set up my business yet. And, um, and I just remember just feeling so seen. I cried a couple times during the reading. I always cry during my readings because <laughs> because they are so deeply personal and it's like revealing something about yourself that feels so, it's so true. And when you feel that truth, that's when I feel emotional. Like I guess different people react in different ways, but I'm like, yes, that's me. I'm so ready now to recognize that, to love that and to let that out. And uh, yeah, especially learning about my second line and my fifth line and being a manifesting generator in human design uh, in my very first reading, this just felt like uh, the blindfold had been removed and I was starting to really understand myself so much more and realize that the things, a lot of the things I thought were wrong with me were not wrong with me. They were actually gifts. So yeah, so good. So good. I think there's something so healing about also being in a space where you feel fully seen. Yes. And how often do we get to reveal that side of ourselves and, and it's in a complete state of receiving. You yes. Know, you're not even having to say anything and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do anything, say anything. You just lean back and get to like listen and and ask questions as well. And both of the reason, readings I had were great because it wasn't only listening. It was like, I got to ask questions and interact. And I really value that in readings. I think it's so important that, you know, people pause, the reader pause and say, does that resonate? Or what do you think about that? Or do you have any questions? Because it, it makes the experience so much richer and deeper rather than just listening. Because if you're just listening, you can just have a recording, you know, and some yeah. people do that and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're live with someone, you can really dive in with certain details. Yeah, and it's quite nice for it to be more of a co-creation yes. on some level, rather than just someone telling you. Yes, yes, exactly. This is perfectly leads into our next question, which for you, Nicola, um, what if someone says they've never felt like their sun sign? Uh, we hear that a lot. <laughs> I've never felt like my sun sign. Can astrology still help me? And we could say the same for human design as well, probably. Like, I've never felt like a projector. or I've never felt like a manifesting generator. I hear that all the time. Can a reading still help me? What's your answer for that? A hundred percent. I mean, so you're talking about astrology, like a, the sun sign, yes, it's significant, but it's like one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, astrology, human design, these are very complex systems because they're about complex human beings. So, you know, when we are looking in a reading, we're looking at your whole chart, we're looking at multiple celestial bodies at the time of your birth, 
you know, including, like you were saying earlier, like, you know, your big three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sun, moon, rising. Even when you just go beyond the sun sign to those, you start getting more nuance, more complexity, maybe like more of a, oh, yes, that feels more like me. And then you've got all the other planets. Um, you've got all these interesting points. I mean, it's a very it's a very complex system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also got the houses, which I think adds a very significant layer. So where are these, like, where is the sun in your chart? Yes. Where are these different planets in your chart? And then, like we were talking about earlier, like there's the relationship between them. So it's about the synthesis. It's about looking at the charts holistically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, sun, moon, rising. If you just look at that, like if you just start getting more of an you know, idea of the moon, which is like your inner world, um, your emotional nature, like how you nurture yourself. And then you've got like the rising sign, which is more of like, well, there's a few different interpretations, but it's like, how do we you know, present ourselves to the world? How are we interacting? Sometimes people even say like, it's the mask that we might have on mm-hmm, to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So many juicy placements. So many, so many juicy placements. And like, uh, exactly. If you just take one, there's no way that that really paints a picture of the whole person. No, I mean, like all these other planets, you've got Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. They're all playing significant roles in, you know, your personality, your communication style, how you love, Mm -hmm. your drive, your expansion, your discipline. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much more. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Like one of my... Uh, dear clients right now has, uh, you know, three planets in cancer, including the sun, but then he has a Capricorn rising. And I think that, you know, people really, what I find is they tend to not necessarily identify as much with their sun, but maybe more with their rising, like their relationship with their self, etc. Um, and if you have a stellium in another sign. So just because you mm. don't resonate with your sun sign, don't let that stop you from getting a reading. In fact, you should probably definitely get a reading because they're it means that there's something else that is very influential in your chart that you need to understand and get to using. Absolutely. <laughs> so that next question then, Rachel, mm-hmm. where should someone begin if they've never, ever had a reading before? Like, where do you oh, start? Yeah, good one. So I... um I think that, and this is not necessarily a question about like how to choose an astrologer, but I think for this one, maybe, or we could also touch on that, but I kind of want to answer the question of like, you know, how do you approach the reading? So I would suggest that if, if this is your first reading, where you should start is um, by getting a general reading. So you can, you know, there's different types of readings you can get. You can go to people for, like, I've had an incredible, oh, no, that's not true. I have had an astrology reading, but it was specifically on Venus. Now I'm remembering. Mm. So uh, I, with uh, Jamie, the intuitive astrologer, she's incredible. So she's the only astrology reading I've had, and it was specifically on Venus and my Venus cycles and everything. So you can go to astrologers for specific readings like that. Like, oh, I want a moonside reading about relationships. Oh, I want a midheaven reading about my leadership, you know, and career energy. Oh, I want a transit reading about dates, you know. And so, of course, there are specific types of readings. But if it's your very first one, I would highly recommend doing a general reading. Because, and just saying, what do you see in my chart? You know, like what stands out to you about me, my personality, my gifts, my challenges? What do you see in my chart? 
Um, what are the things I should be aware of? You know, what are the things I may need to work on? Uh, and, and what does it look like for me to be in the high expression of my chart, in alignment with my chart? I think those are the the good questions to ask those are that's like what how you want to approach a reading because then you'll get so much information you're going to get so much out of it from a reading and then you'll be able to follow the threads based on the different goals you have or what you're working on right now so if you want to start a business you can then you know ask some questions or get a second reading or dive deeper into the 10th house and the midheaven and the rising sign and like different aspects that are more related to business um, if you want to work on love, you can work on the seventh house and Venus and, you know, Mercury and Mars and everything and, and get deeper into relationships. And so, but I would say start with the, ge the general reading and absorb and let it all settle and start to percolate. And you'll then get these threads of like where you want to take your cosmic knowledge next. Yeah, great advice. Great advice. That's a good question. Um, okay, where are we? Okay, yes, so good. Do I need my exact birth time? This is so good because you experienced this, so you know <laughs> what this is like, like not exactly knowing. Do I need my exact birth time, and what does uh, or why does the birth time even matter? Nicola, what is your answer? Yes. The birth time is a very important factor when it comes to astrology and human design because it's really going to influence the accuracy of the charts. Mm. So yes, birth time is important. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some key things that you know heavily rely on an accurate birth time. So in astrology, your rising sign is going to be determined by the birth um, by the birth time. Mm -hmm. uh, the houses. Where so the different life areas where the planets are placed, which signs you know rule them, they will all be influenced by the birth time. Um, and the houses give us a lot of really interesting information. And then the moon sign, so you know, the move is such a fast moving luminary, it's like moving signs every two to three days. Mm -hmm. So, again, more accurate the birth time, the more accurate you can place where your moon is. And then the midheaven as well, like one of our favorite Yes, <laughs> we love the midheaven. <laughs> yeah. So there's no getting around it. Birth time is important. Uh, if you don't know your birth time, sometimes, depending on where you live, you can phone the hospital, you can get that information. Um, maybe your parents were great, they recorded it. But, you know, there are a lot of situations where you don't know your birth time. And I'm one of those people who didn't have this information. Yes. <laughs> there are ways around it. Um, you can go through a process like I did called chart rectification. Mm -hmm. And it's where you essentially work with an astrologer who specializes in this process because it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's very complex and very specific. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work for the astrologer. And... Um, best advice I can give you is you need to kind of try and get a window of, t of time if you can. The narrower the window of where you think you, when you think you were born, the better. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of go through like your whole life, um, all these significant events, and they work out based on the astrology throughout your life, like what would be the most accurate time. And then also what I would say is when you start to get to know the system more or you're working with someone who knows the system well, 
you can also start playing around with your birth time to see how things might shift for you. So I had a client who, um, she had a psyllium, loads of things happening in her first house in Capricorn, Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. And she was just, did not resonate with this energy at mm. all. So she came back to me at one stage, she'd been talking to her mum and she'd said, well, I can't be exactly sure that the birth time I gave you was accurate. So we started playing around with the birth time and I was just looking at the charts and I shifted it by, I think it was 13 minutes to an hour. So it wasn't massive. Mm -hmm. And all those planets went into the 12th house and her rising sign changed. Ah, so it was sad. All of a sudden I was like, this makes more sense yeah yeah um, because again 12th house one of the things that can happen in that area it's so funny that we're talking about the 12th house i love it <laughs> let's give the 12th house some love <laughs> but sometimes it can be that those you know the placements there they don't express themselves yes clearly yes i think i've heard it described before my name you rachel said to me it's like almost like vaseline like over yes. a lens uh-huh so, again that just there's always a reason that you feel the way you feel and yes. you've just got to find it and look at the charts and, and yes, like with the new rising sign, I was like, mm, I can see it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're, they're, it's important the birth time, but there are, I know some people even douse their birth time. Yes. Yes. You can do dowsing. There's, there's so many different ways, but I, I personally like chart rectification, um, yeah. which I know is what you did. Um, I think I referred you. And if anyone, you know, is interested in doing chart rectification, just message us on Instagram. I do have an incredible woman in Canada that I refer people to for that. And she does a special deal for us. So just let me know if that's something that you want. Um, but yeah, there are many different ways of finding it as you've described. And, and I think it's just so important to make sure that you have the right time. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about it is that if there is a little bit of uncertainty, I think the gift is that at the end, you're the one who makes a decision about what resonates. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, as well, like your client knew that that rising, like Capricorn rising was not the vibe and sad rising was correct. So yeah, love that. <laughs> so good. So Rachel, uh-huh. um, can you predict the future? What if someone <laughs> is scared of hearing future predictions that they may not be ready for? What, right. What is your take on Right. So here's my like hot take on this. Okay. So my perspective on this, you know, is not going to be the same as every astrologer out there. There will be some astrologers out there who may listen to this and want to fight me. Okay. So I don't believe that we can predict the future. I think that that is more as astrologers. I think that's more the realm of psychics and those who are working with the spirit world. But at the same time, there's always a caveat. I believe in free will. I believe that at any time we can change the future through our current decisions and our current actions. And that is both um, uh, a relief and also scary (laughs) because it means that our decisions have weight and our decisions have, have impact and the butterfly effect is real. And so if that is the case, then why would we want to look ahead? Why would we want to use astrology for an aspect of divination? Like, why would we want to look at transits and timings and years and cycles and all of these kinds of things? 
Well, the answer to that is because cycles are powerful and astrology reveals to us the energies that we're going to be experiencing at a certain time in a certain area of our life. It doesn't tell us what we are going to choose to do. It doesn't tell us what our decision is going to be. It just shows us the direction and the areas that we are likely to experience opportunities uh, or challenge. And I think that this is incredibly helpful because, you know, knowing like, for example, right now I'm going through my nodal return. So uh, on this date, uh, the North Node is in Aries, South Node is in Libra, which is exactly where my natal North Node and South Node are. So anyone born around the same time as me in 1986, you know, we, we're all experiencing our nodal return. You too, right? Yeah. And so I knew this was coming and I knew that there would be this like turning point in my life. I like to talk about the nodal return as a turning point. It's this moment when, you know, we may have strayed slightly off the path and the rubber band of our, you could say, destiny is like trying to help us come back into alignment. And destiny is is an interesting concept, but I always believe that it is shaped by who we are and who we choose to be. And so, you know, I have a choice during this nodal return, whether I'm going to resist or whether I'm going to collude with the nodes. And if I resist, I know that things are going to be harder. If I decide to be more people pleasing, if I decide to overly compromise, I'm talking about Libra South known stuff. If I decide to not heal those aspects of myself right now, I'm, I'm inviting pain. <laughs> I just know that. I know it's going to be it's tough. But if I lean into independence, if I take more risks, if I let myself be more of that, you know, kind of warrior energy of that Aries North Node, especially around my business, because it's all my second house, then I know that I'm going to be tapping into a beautiful opportunity for alignment, a beautiful opportunity to come back you know, on track onto the path for myself. And I'll embrace this turning point. So uh, does that mean that I predicted my future? No, it just means that I knew that there was going to be the specific energy, the specific area of my life around money, especially where I was going to need to have some come to Jesus moments and I'm having them and it's happening. And I'm like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. And here we are. But the difference is, is that I get to choose how I'm going to meet this. I get to choose what decisions I'm going to make. And I get to choose how I'm going to experience this cosmic weather. So that's my take on... It's almost like yeah. you can't stop the rain, but maybe you can have an umbrella. Yes. And and yeah. you're like, ready. Yeah. Yeah. You could what choose how get? wet you're going to get. <laughs> Yeah, have your umbrella, your galoshes, like get ready. Um, and and yeah, and so it's very useful, I think, to read transits and use astrology across time. Um, but what's not useful is to think to yourself, well, I have no choice and it's doom and gloom and this is just going to happen to me and I'm, you know, tossed around by the waves of fate because I don't believe that that's true unless we, unless we, we think it is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, da, 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 da. okay, what is a natal or birth chart and how is this different to reading my horoscope, Nicola? Oh, yes, good <laughs> question. So we've kind of touched on what a natal referred to often as a birth chart is. Yeah. It's the snapshots of the sky, like the moment you were born. It's your cosmic 
blueprint mm -hmm. it tells like the story of who you are the energy you carry with you and like what you've come here to master it's almost like a user manual for the soul yes <laughs> helpful <laughs> so helpful i'm like why is this not taught in school hello <laughs> save us all a lot of time and pain trying to fit in and be someone else <laughs> yeah but what most of us have been introduced to is, is the horoscope yeah so a horoscope is it's usually like this general astrological forecast that you may have seen in a magazine in the cosmo or in yep. the paper and it's normally for a specific period of time usually based on a sun sign um, and it's like this little generic prediction where they're not taking into account like the complexity of your whole chart mm -hmm. um, where all the other planets are like you know the whole house system yep. is not necessarily accurate mm -hmm. um, so you're getting like this tiny piece of the puzzle so sometimes something may resonate but you know like we've discussed there is so much more to us than our sun sign yes Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And if you do read horoscopes, top tip, read for your rising sign, because the way horoscopes are written, it assumes that your sun is in the first house. And most of us, it's not. My sun is in the eighth house, so it never makes sense to read for Libra. I need to read for Pisces, my rising sign. So make sure you do that. Um, okay, what is our... Oh, oh, is it my turn now? It's your turn. So, Ooh. I mean, what do you think you can learn from having your natal chart read you kind of touched on this yeah this we've kind of touched on this yeah we've kind of touched on this throughout but i think that just to summarize the main thing that you're learning is about yourself you're learning about you about what cycle you're in right now around about um where your biggest challenges in life are where your biggest gifts and talents and personality points are and the overall themes of how you approach life and the reason that this is really important, like I'm an identity coach and I realized that I, the field of identity work is like my favorite. And this is why I came to astrology and human design, because when you're looking at your chart, you're just learning yourself. And it's funny because some people might say, oh, well, I already know myself. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, well, good for you. Um, a lot of us struggle to understand ourselves clearly because we only grew up learning about ourselves as seen in the reflection of someone else's eyes and that's not the best way to know yourself through someone else's projection of you and the best way to know yourself is to really get in touch with the inside and what you know to be true but because we live in relationship with other people that's constantly a bit fuzzy because we're always wanting to be in relationship with people and to love people to be loved and so there can be these blurred lines of like wait but who am i really and so I think that human design and astrology just remove those veils, remove those layers of how we try to make other people happy or we try to fit into society or we try to, you know, be a certain way in order to be successful or loved. And it just helps us see the, re the realness. So that's what you're getting in an astrology reading is you're getting the realness. Yeah, all that deconditioning yeah. Like, that's available when you see this is actually me yeah, yeah and then you start looking at maybe other people and how maybe their charts are so different oh my gosh yeah and maybe we're 
you know, projecting our viewpoint on how things should be. Oh, yes. <laughs> you start <laughs> to see, oh, your partner, your child, your mother, and you're like, oh, okay, they didn't make sense before. Now they make sense. I get it. <laughs> yeah, am I trying to make them like me? Yes. That's not them. No. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting it's so yeah it's so good it's amazing so yeah once you read your chart you need to read your loved ones charts obviously um all right so next question question number 10 what type of astrology do you practice and what is uh that beneficial for i love this mm -hmm. question because there are many types of astrology so many so many different types so yeah. i would say that the type of astrology that is most heavily influenced the way it, the astrology that I practice is evolutionary astrology, mm. uh, which is, you know, Stephen Forrest, he's like the founder of this branch. And yes. his book, The Inner Sky, was the first astrology book I ever read. Was it? I didn't know that. So not yeah. the not the one we did in the star. No. But, ooh, good one. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm on his list for a reading. <gasps> it's so funny. Like, I put, it was years ago. I think his wait list is like something like eight years. Isn't it crazy? And oh my God. He just, he just responds saying, if I'm still alive. <laughs> that is so iconic. I have to do it. So I'm like, so iconic. It's just this email to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding on. But it's, it's a really, the idea is that, you know, it's really focused on spiritual and personal growth. Mm means evolutionary astrology and it's like you're you're using all the traditional aspects of the you know the, the traditional principles of astrology um but it's rooted in this whole concept that we hit that we here to evolve yeah we, our, our soul has come here for a reason mm -hmm. and you know we've chosen this yeah and like we're here to develop and learn over multiple lifetimes so true i um, love evolutionary yeah. astrology yeah so like key aspects that inform you know how i approach strategy is like you know there, there is this idea of re reincarnation and karma so this is why like the nodes are really important when yes. looking at you know a chart for me um and even if you're not necessarily comfortable with the idea of reincarnation you can view the nodes simply to so the north node which is, you know, it's like what our soul has come here to do. It's like what we have, how we've come here to grow. It's often something that's a bit more challenging for us, mm -hmm. but we're like here to step into that part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the South Node, which we've mentioned. This is like our comfort zone, you know, whether you believe like past lives or not, like this is where, you know, we might need to move beyond this energy that we're so comfortable in. <laughs> <laughs> in order to actualize and you know grow into our north node so north and the nodes are really a key factor the other things that really inform it is like this whole idea that there's free will free will and choice mm -hmm. you know like we are all here you know yes there's maybe an influence with like these cosmic energies um and experiences we've had but ultimately, like we have free will and the power of personal choice, and there's nothing that can prevent us from doing anything that we want. Mm -hmm. um, there's no bad chart. There's no nothing to say that you can't find love. Yes. There is nothing that will stop you from like what's in your heart and what you're what you really want for your life, mm -hmm. um, which is beautiful. And yeah, the whole kind of the way of looking at it in that lens. I've, I'm someone who's 
done a lot of personal development and personal growth. Like I am a coach and the way that I incorporate astrology and human design is about like embracing that transformation. It is about empowerment. It is about reading things in a way where you can, you know, you can claim your personal power um, in the challenge if yes. it's there. Yes. Uh, yeah. So oh I would say, I would say that's how, that's the astrology I practice. <laughs> I feel like mic drop fireworks. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I love that so much. I love that so much. And um, I think that is another reason like why coming to you for a reading is going to be such a positive experience because you are reading, interpreting, synthesizing the information in a way where we get to use it. We get to really understand it, embrace it and use it. It's as we say here at Cosmic Queen, practical magic as well. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like we're here to really like use this for our lives. Mm -hmm. Something a big time story, people. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's not just like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, no, no, this is useful. <laughs> so we, we've, yeah, we've got to our last question. Our last question, like, when do you think, so, when should someone book a reading? Like, mm -hmm. when's the time? And yeah, how often? Um, maybe uh -huh. should you think about getting one? And yeah. And how, and how do you book a reading with Cosmic Queen? <laughs> oh, great questions all. So I think a great time to book a reading is when you feel excited about it. Um, I think, you know, if you feel like the reading, sometimes people book readings because they're going through something really difficult and they want clarity and they need to find a path forward. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a great time, I think, as well, uh, as long as you are seeking out support from a uh, a heart-centered person with integrity, <laughs> uh, you know, because also um, just be careful of the people that you, yeah, like give your time and energy and money to, especially if you're going through a tough time. So um, that's a good time to get a reading when you're looking for clarity. But I also think it's a good time when you are just excited to learn more and you're like, have a, you have capacity and you are open to seeing yourself in a new light. I think that we have these, as Taylor such would say, eras, and we can tell when we are leaving an era and ready to enter a new one. And this is a brilliant time, you know, that could be uh, new motherhood, that could be, uh, you know, being single, but being ready for uh, connecting with a new partner that, you know, whatever the era is for you, starting a new job, starting a new career, starting a new business, like, I think at era transitions and switches, this is the perfect time to get a reading um, or when you are seeking clarity. So I think those are the great, great times um, to to go for it. Um, in terms, let's see, what else did you ask me? Oh, how do you book a reading? Oh yeah, I was gonna say, was it like birthdays? As oh like yeah, birthdays. Well, yeah, because like that's a new era or a or new year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something you can give yourself. Yeah. Something that you can give someone that you love. Yes, like it's yes. a pretty fun way to like celebrate that time. Oh, absolutely! Like birthdays is your solar return, and then also like the new year is a great time too, because then you're like ready to go. How often? Oh, you did ask me how often. How often? Um, it. Oh, there's no rule. You know, there's no rule with that one. Uh, I know some people. You know, they want to go and get like a top up every quarter. Uh, some people work with their astrologer. You know, um 
s consistently uh, throughout the year. So they just can ask them any questions throughout the year. There's lots of different ways to do it. Um, so there's no rule. There's no rule when you feel called. Why it's quite fun as coaches when we're creating these systems because we're, we're kind of like, oh, we're not only a coach, but we're also like a personal astrologer. Yes, I know you get like, yeah, two for one <laughs> or three for one with human design. <laughs> I love it. Um, so in, if you are interested, if you loved, you know, hearing about the experience and the insight and the know-how that Nicola and I shared today, and you want to book a reading with Nicola, please do. If you're feeling called, um, the easiest way is to go to um, any of our social media. So Cosmic Queen HQ on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, etc. Um, you know, go and find us there. Um, you can also go to our link tree, uh, which is just link L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Cosmic Queen HQ. You'll find all the booking links if you want to book a gift as well, or the links will also be in the show notes, of course, because we have show notes around here. Um, <laughs> we're professional like that so yeah if you want a reading please do it is truly a life-changing experience it is a confronting and a clarifying experience and i encourage everyone to do it mm. beautiful thank you so much nicola thank you for being here thank you for doing these 10 11 questions with me i've loved this format and next time we're going to talk all about readings from a reader's point of view, which I think is going to be such a dynamic discussion as well. I can't wait. Can't wait. This has been absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you.